Today's show is made possible by Fittery. You've probably purchased some dress and casual shirts online before. And sadly, you've probably had to return many of those items because they just didn't fit. Now, you do realize, of course, that billions are spent returning all of these poorly fitting clothes, right? Well, the madness can stop. The hassle of having to return all of this stuff can stop. Well, this is where Fittery comes in. They've devised a process by which you can almost guarantee that the dress and casual shirts you buy online will fit. And from brand names you'll recognize, Brooks Brothers, J. Crew, Land's End, Ralph Lauren, to name just a few. And they're adding more brands every day. Now, I myself use Fittery, and setting up my account was very simple and took almost zero time. Just go to fittery.com intrepid, complete the quick size tool, and you'll soon be ordering dress and casual shirts that actually fit. Again, that's fittery.com intrepid. You'll love Fittery, and you'll actually enjoy and look forward to ordering clothes online again. Let's do this. We're going live in five, four, three. Oh my, just so many business podcasts out there. How can I possibly know where to begin? Here at Intrepid Business, we are about stripping away all of the usual boring fluff and instead focus on showcasing real people doing real business, achieving amazing things the ones truly changing the world, the instigators making a dent, the people changing how we do sales and marketing, leading innovation, the people redefining leadership. But who are these people? Why do they do what they do? How do they do what they do? Find out on Intrepid Business. And now, here are your hosts. Good morning and welcome back to Intrepid Business. Actually, I'm not even sure today is technically a complete business episode. I could just as well refer to this as Intrepid Lifestyle. In fact, it's both. So it's going to be a very important conversation, very fun conversation. I consider myself a runner. I am certainly low on the rankings of of runners out in the world, but uh, I am a runner, and today's guest uh, is a runner himself and has a cool story about how running impacts our lives, not just our general wellness and well-being, but how it can improve our professional achievement, and that's really critical, and I have found that through my career as well. So going to be a great and fun conversation. Let's welcome Dave Griffin. He's the author of a new book called In the Distance, Why We Struggle Through the Demands of Running and how it leads us to peace. Dave, welcome to the show. Thanks, Todd. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's great to have you. Thanks for uh, stopping by. Uh, I went on a run this morning just to get in the right mindset and the right spirit uh, for our conversation today. Before we get into the book, In the Distance, take a few quick secs. Tell us a bit about you and your background, Dave. Sure. Well, I grew up in a day when playing outside is pretty much how you spent your childhood. <laughs> Thought I was a pretty good athlete. Went to high school as a as a kid who was about five foot tall and probably under a hundred pounds as a freshman. 
and immediately got cut from the first sports team I went out for, but realized in the process of the conditioning that I was a pretty good runner. So since there was no size restrictions, I went out for the track team and, and running became my sport. Uh, competed through high school and, and all the way through my young adult years until I came became a dad in my late 20s and ran casually for a time, got back into competitive running as a, as a master. And now as a 55-year-old guy, I, I, you know, I look back on my life and I can begin to realize how being a lifelong runner has impacted my life. I credit the disciplines of running for my successes as a as a professional, as a as a family person, and have since become a coach of the Flying Feet Running programs. Yeah, happy to have a chance to share my story. Yeah, well, you know it's funny. Uh, I, I was uh, I wouldn't say I was a, a first class athlete, but I was a respectable athlete, and and I played very competitive tennis. I played uh, mm-hmm. basketball, and then I then in my early adult years, I got into softball with the with my buddies and neighbors and all that, and and I enjoyed that, and I was a very aggressive athlete in terms of diving for for ground balls and mm-hmm. and and getting. Uh, so by my uh, late thirties, I was a scarred up torn up rough hurt back uh, aching back athlete and i decided i just i just can't do this anymore i just don't have yeah. it and and i was also played a lot of golf because this is when i lived in atlanta and so uh, a lot of my mm-hmm. mutual friends and were, were golfers in, in atlanta where it takes an hour to get anywhere because of the traffic and then it's awfully expensive like golf became a burden and a hassle i gave it all up right. i gave up tennis i retired from softball i retired from golf and i started running i was 40 years old mm-hmm. and it's changed my life. And, and I suspect that your story is similar or that you have similar stories about that. And we'll get more into that in a while. Again, the book is mm-hmm. In the Distance, Why We Struggle Through the Demands of Running and How It Leads Us to Peace. So you touched on it a second ago, Dave, but but again, recap why you had to put this book out. What's what's its message? Well, there. You know, if, you, if you search, you'll find a lot of books about, you know, how to run, you know, sort of training theory uh, maybe running history, but there aren't a lot of physiological books about running. You know, what are the benefits that, that we get? And for me, this voice, this, this book really has become a voice for all the people like, like you, Todd, who have discovered running and all the benefits that it provides. And I, I think it resonates with runners. It sort of gives them insight to non-runners, but the, because of the print, the, the because of the principles that sort of apply to the story, any reader can pick it up and I think, you know, find some valuable insights about life in general. And that's what I've tried to do with the book. Well, you and I could sit here on this show and talk for hours about the health benefits and the physical benefits that come from running. And we don't need to dive deeply into the, to the idea Anyone listening understands that if you exercise regularly, then that's good for your long-term health. So we don't need to really go into that. I think that's a given, and it should be a given. What I think the key message here in what you're talking about with this book is is other benefits and and a key theme mm-hmm. here is the is professional achievement that that you can get from running and and the lessons learned 
from the process of running, you said the disciplines of running have impacted mm-hmm. you professionally. And, and I'll agree, they've done the same to me. So walk us through how the focus, the drive, the discipline needed to be a, a runner aids and enhances your professionalism. Sure. And, 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 and by the way, all those health benefits, you know, they, they, they tend to be reasons why people start running, but they're never the reasons why people continue to run. Agreed. Um, Agreed. Uh, you know, so as, as I look at myself, you know, just using my profession as an, as an example, I'm an executive in the compliance and risk management area without a background that you would expect me to have. You know, if you looked at my education and training, you know, it wouldn't say that, hey, you should have reached this level of your profession. And what I attribute my professional success to really is, is those disciplines I learned through running. And if, 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 I think everybody can, can sort of appreciate, you know, the work that's involved in becoming a competitive runner. You know, things like goal setting and focus and determination and fortitude all those things that are required to, to compel you to do the training that ultimately lead to success. But, but the, the, the other part that I, that I learned is that there were certain qualities over time that I developed because things don't always go so well. You know, re- re- regardless of how disciplined you are in your training, you're going to have injury. You're going to have competition, you're going to face bad weather, all those things that can sidetrack anybody. So what you learn in dealing with those things is to have a little humility, to learn patience, to ultimately learn to deal with the variety of situations that we all face. And, you know, finally, and maybe most importantly, is that, you know, running has taught me to be comfortable with myself to be confident in my, in my own capability, to have you know, relaxed emotions because I can settle them, you know, when I'm, when I'm running. And, and, you know, so those, I would call them softer disciplines that you acquire by being a runner over a long period of time have really benefited me as a professional. Well, it helps you overcome obstacles, and and, and when you yeah. throw in obstacles in the professional world, it has a it, if if you're a, not a runner, or frankly, if you're not a competitive athlete, you think, oh, this business just stinks, and people are mean and ugly, and and and. But then when you when you overcome obstacles as a as a runner, you realize, all right, life is full of obstacles, and I'm proven to myself that I can combat them, that I can overcome them, that I can deal with them, and that just builds confidence, which then you bring that to the rest of your life, including your professional life. And, and yeah, so, so, yeah. yeah, great. That's st- exactly right. I mean, if you, if you just use weather as an example, yeah, I don't know where you live, but in, in Maryland, weather is very unpredictable. It varies a lot. And, you know, at my work here, when I go out for lunchtime runs in bad weather and, and come back inside, I get a lot of strange looks. And, you know, sometimes people will ask me about it. And, and my response is usually that I learned early on that if, if I used weather as an excuse not to run, that there were many other excuses that I could find. And just like you said, you know, just by building the habit of facing things regardless of the con- conditions that are around you, it builds up you know, that quality that, that, that I'm, I'm capable of handling whatever I'm faced with. 
When I tell you where I'm from, you'll understand that I have learned how to overcome obstacles uh, like weather, and that's Chicago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yes. plenty of weather challenges with regards to running. Uh, but I, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Now that I'm into it, now that I understand and appreciate it, I actually enjoy that. And and right. you, you kind of look forward to tackling it and figuring out how are you gonna or how are you gonna do it. You know, so that's the best right. part about it. Right. All right. Well, and that, yeah, and that's a that's an important part, Todd, because what you learn over time is like those things that you once considered obstacles aren't really obstacles at all. They become fun problems to solve. And that same, the whole point of your message here is that you bring that same problem solving excitement and look and looking forward to challenges to to the workplace. And and that's, that's the key message here. All right. Dave Griffin and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. In today's workplace, business leaders face significant pressure to recruit and retain the best employees, to effectively build a team, to create a culture that is healthy, productive, and dynamic, and to empower their staff in managing stress and finding balance. And behind all those pressures is one goal, to strengthen and grow the business. And too many organizations struggle with this. Unlimited Coaching Solutions provides customized strategies and training to help reach your goals and take your teams to the next level. Call them today at 585-248-9322 or find them online at unlimitedcoaching.com. All right, I am back with Dave Griffin, the author of In the Distance why we struggle through the demands of running and how it leads us to peace. So, so Dave, walk me through what you've learned through running and, and the training of, uh, that you've done for your running and how that's impacted your leadership of a corporate risk management team. I guess the first and most important thing is that, you know, principles guide. And what I, what I mean by that is, you know, the makeup of an individual or an organization really leads that that person or company towards success. You know, if you're a distance runner, you know, you have to be disciplined. You have to have fortitude because if you don't have those qualities, you're not going to get very far. And in, in business, that equates to the corporate car, corporate culture. You know, if you want to manage risk effectively, you've got to have a culture that cultivates trust and communication. You've got to have a strong moral fiber where you value your reputation. You know, so once you have the right principles in place or corporate culture, then you have to understand what your mission is. You know, what are you trying to accomplish? Because to effectively manage risk, you've, you've got to have clearly state, stated objectives because, you know, that's what risks are. It's the, the potential obstacles to re- reaching those goals. And, and, and once, once you understand what those risks are, then you can add some controls. You know, as, as a as a distance runner, I knew that an injury could disrupt an entire season. So I took steps to avoid injuries. You know, so you know once once you know what your risks are, you can add controls, and then simply monitor and adjust along the way. You know, as as, as a distance runner, I was constantly logging what I was doing. You know, monitoring them making sure that I was doing the things that would ultimately lead to success. And, you know, you have to do that in, in business as well. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, and it's great, some great points there. Uh, you know, I, as, 
as I'm listening to you and I'm thinking about other business people that I've interacted with over the years, it's just striking to me what a high percentage of them that are successful business people, successful leaders have climbed to the corporate ladder. They just all seem to be regular exercise enthusiasts. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's almost, it's yeah. almost, it's amazing. I mean, there's some, probably right. some amazing statistics along those lines. And then there's obviously physical reasons for that, but there's probably psychological truths behind that, that as well, right? Talk about that a bit. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we all deal with stress in our lives, personal lives, business lives. You know, what running does for me personally is it, is it resets those emotions. It allows me to escape from all those responsibilities, to have time just for myself, you know, very similar to meditation, and, and, and both separate myself, deal with the emotions, think about the problems I'm faced with, and then come back to work with a fresh perspective. And I've not seen a study either, but I would think that the reason that there's a correlation between successful business people and exercise in general is because they're getting that benefit. So in in, in any particular day or for any period of time, they're not getting pulled too far away from their core values and the things that have led to their success because they're having that emotional reset on a regular basis. I never go on a run where I don't come up with some interesting idea that I want to think about yeah. and pursue, you know, and to, and, and to the point now where I, I've, I've forgotten to the, some of those ideas when I got back from the run that I now force myself to stop and, 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 and write it out on my phone so that I keep the idea. But the yeah. whole point of getting away, getting away from the office or getting away from your home, it, it, you know, and, and you said meditation. Running is my meditation. And, and, and that's right. – I don't like to listen to music. Because then I'm the focus on the music. I don't like to listen to podcasts, even though I'm a, prof- a professional podcaster. <laughs> because I right. like that quiet. I like the solitude. I, and I like the, I like the sound. Of, and I run through the city, as you know now. And I love the sounds of the city. I love mm-hmm. to hear my feet on the pavement. You know. So anyway, it is it is mm-hmm. a meditation for me. And I, yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. See, you said something at the top of the show, and I'm of the same generation that grew up actually outside and not in front of a video. Uh, game monitor. Running does take you back to your childhood. And and I think that's a critically important mindset to have in this day and age. And and you talk about the stress that we all have in work and and doing something like that and and doing something that that does bring back your childhood years and that freedom uh, that that you had and and the enthusiasm and and the uh, joy of life. God, it's so critical these days. I mean, talk more about that too. Yeah. So, you know, as I as I mentioned, I I sort of grew up outside. You know, in in a in a day that that you know that we just played, and I was I was running through the neighborhood. You know, playing sports in the backyard, and you know, and and, and for me, and it took me a while to make this connection. But what I've recognized is that you know, running has become my child's play. Yeah. You know, it's 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 how I reconnect with that part of myself, and you know, if if it, it it helps me recognize that you know, just because I'm an adult with responsibilities doesn't mean I can't have a joyful life. You know, it's I think it's important to regularly connect with that part of yourself and and ask yourself the question, you know, what would bring me joy today? And the answer could be different 
you know, for, for anybody, but, but for me, just getting outside and, and moving and breathing fresh air is, is a joyful experience. And, and I realize that might be tough for some people to understand because they see running as a hard activity. And it is if you haven't done it for a long time, but it gets easier. And ultimately, in addition to sort of the self-confidence uh, that you that you build from realizing you're doing something hard, you know, you, you, you realize that, you know, I, I, I can connect to nature, reconnect with myself and, and really be joyful with that. Well, see, here's the thing. I mean, yeah, you can run with others. Yeah, you can compete in races. I mean, there's countless races that you could you could, but you don't have to do that, right? And and um, I always hate it when someone says, oh, "What's your PR? What's your personal record?" I always say, "I haven't done right. it. Yet. I haven't gotten it yet." <laughs> and that's how I deflect that because because I'm 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 a slow runner. I'm I'm not a mm-hmm. speed guy, you know, and all that. And and you know, look, I'm not trying to set any any records and win any gold medals. I mean, for me, it, it is, and I'm an introvert, and so this is part of feeds my yeah. introversion. It's a, it's a thing I can yeah. do. It's good for my soul and and all that. So those listening who say, well, it's running is just. Uh, yeah, don't 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 buy into that. You know, I, I promised we weren't going to dive into a lot of health, physical health things today, mm-hmm. but I think it's important to close on a couple of quick points on that. One is, I, uh, for me, for example, I mentioned uh, the morning we recorded this that I'm I went out for a run and I came back and I had that runner's high. I mean, I felt good. I was energized. I was excited about tackling some business things. I mean, there are, there are physical benefits to running that just make you more alert. They make you more energetic. Mm-hmm. They make you more enthusiastic and and that has an obvious benefit to how you interact in the workplace right well absolutely uh, you know uh, you know I've, I've i've talked to many many people that indicate that they you know they really don't have any energy or they're tired at the end of the day and you know what most runners recognize and will tell you that they're much more energized at the end of the run than they are at the beginning yep and you know for for me I, I tend to do a lot of my running at, at lunchtime. And, and again, some people in the business world would hesitate to do that because they wouldn't want to take the time. But, but, but for me, I come back, you know, energized, more focused and, and much more productive in the, in the afternoon because of it. Well, to, to those who say, I just don't have the time, uh, you have just got to make time. Even if it's not running, any kind of extra physical activity, even walking, would be better than right. sitting on your, on your fanny. You know, let's close on one final point. The, the, we, our, the human body, our physiology, we were made to run. I mean, our, we the, the whole design of, of who and what we are is designed to run. I mean, uh, uh, you forget the, the barefoot versus the running shoe debate. Our, right. our feet mm-hmm. were designed to run. I mean, because when our bodies evolved, it was to, it was to hunt. And we had to run after That's game, right. you know. And so to anyone saying, well, I'm not really a runner. Uh, yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> <You were> t- <laughs> it's it, true. I mean, you know, just, just watch kids and you see, see what they naturally do. And they're in motion. You know, I've, I, I, you know, there was a, there was a time I had a conversation with a, a, a runner that I coached, and you know, he was mentioning, you know, some aches and pains, but then he also mentioned that he's noticed that all of his peers of a similar age who don't run have many more aches and pains than he does. Yep. Yep. You no. Know, because they're not using their body for what it was designed for. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. And let me tell you, running or, or and certainly, certainly any kind of aggressive uh, aerobic exercise slows the aging process. I mean, so there's 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 no excuses. I mean, and ah, gosh, it, and it is something that I think. See, the notion of it takes too much time, I think, is wrong because you can run anywhere. And and yeah. even I mean, I, look, I hate the treadmill or what you know what I call the treadmill, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I that that's important too, and that that's that's how you do it well that's how you do it uh, i love to get out and see the fresh air and look at the sights in, in nature and all that kind of thing but if treadmill is what you got then that's what you got so hey dave one, yeah. one last question for someone listening to say okay all right dave i get it i'm willing to explore this a bit and 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 kind of maybe consider getting into running um, any any quick simple advice that you can share for someone who's maybe starting out yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, my quick advice would be, first of all, to start slowly. Yep. You know, the, the body is remarkably adaptable, but it, it, it takes time. So look at it as a life-changing activity as opposed to something that you need to do quickly and start perhaps as a walker and then transition to running. The most important thing to begin with is creating a habit where you're taking time for yourself then transition gradually from walking to running in, in a methodical way. You know, once you've done that, all of a sudden you'll have a new appreciation for your own capability, you know, what you're capable of doing. And then you can think about where you want to take it from there. But, but the, the recognizing that you are capable of more than you thought you were capable of alone is, is just so important. The only other practical advice I'd give is is go to a running specialty store, get good shoes, because the only piece of equipment, and it really is important, you don't want to buy running shoes without getting some good advice. Yeah, good stuff. Dave, a real pleasure to have you. Thanks for stopping by and joining us. Uh, before I let you go, how can people contact you? Should they have any questions? Where can they learn more about Flying Feet running programs? And most importantly, where can they get their hands on a copy of In the Distance? So uh, they can get the book on Amazon. That's the easiest place to get it. Just type in the title of the book or Dave Griffin. They can contact me by going to flyingfeetrunning.com and type, uh, just uh, clicking the contact tab. I'm also on Facebook. I have an author page, and there's a page for my uh, first book, which was uh, entitled After the Last PR. All right. Dave Griffin, the author of In the Distance, Why We Struggle Through the Demands of Running and How It Leads Us to Peace. Dave, great to have you. Thanks again for stopping by. Thank you so much. All right. That's all the time we have for today. Again, on behalf of my guest, Dave Griffin, I am Todd Schnick. We'll see you soon on the Intrepid Media Network. (laughs) 